Now let's talk about pain at the lower back. The common response to having lower back pain is to go to a medical practitioner who, by standard practice, will request an MRI and the MRI will find a structural variation such as a herniated disc, stenosis, a pinched nerve, spondylolisthesis, which is shifting of the vertebrae front to back, maybe a compression fracture, and the attempt will be made by the medical practitioner to say that since you're having pain at the time that the MRI was taken and a structural variation was found, that this somehow justifies that the structural variation is creating the pain you're experiencing. This is a complete and unadulterated fallacy. The idea that you're taking the MRI at the time that you're having pain basically is creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. The reality is that in the majority of, pay, of people, in fact, one particular study showed over the age of 60, 90% of people who have absolutely no back pain are found to have bulging or degenerative discs. So you have to kind of accept the idea that regardless of whether you're in pain or whether you're not in pain, whether you're six foot or five foot, whether you have brown eyes or blue eyes, whether you have blonde hair or brown hair, if an MRI were taken, you would find structural variations. It is the idea that the MRI is always taken at the time you have pain that allows this attempt to correlate the structural variation to the pain. It is simply because of the fact that the test is being taken when you're in pain that allows this to happen. Based on all evidence, these structural variations exist independent of pain, just as it's independent of hair color or height. And so the idea that you should be treated for this structural variation simply because it was identified while you're having pain is insanity. If you want to take it one step farther, you could even look at the failure rates of back surgery. We could look at the fact that the medical establishment themselves was forced to create a diagnosis. They literally had to come up with a new diagnosis because there were so many people who were having the same if not greater pain after they had surgery. And so they needed to create a diagnosis called failed back surgery syndrome. Let's imagine this, failed back surgery syndrome. They're describing by this diagnosis that the surgery failed to resolve the pain. And so this, this sustained pain, if not greater pain. And so we need a diagnosis to account for the fact that we'd like to give you further treatment. That's the purpose of the diagnosis. So the fact that they had to do that should make you take pause in the idea that they are properly treating the appropriate tissue that's eliciting your symptom. If you look at the failure rates for back surgery, it certainly reigns somewhere in the realm of 
70 to 80 percent. That's not the success rate, that's the failure rate, 70 to 80 percent. So clearly all evidence points to the fact that the wrong tissue is being treated. Now, I would suggest that in 95 to 98% of cases, the cause is muscular, that it is actually your lower back muscles that are eliciting the pain that you are experiencing. Now, there are a multitude of ways of looking at this and looking at other contributing indicators to reinforce this point. Let's look at the types of situations that lead to people experiencing this back pain. So a common situation could be that you're just trying to brush your teeth and as you bend over, you feel this massive level of pain occur in the back. Well, the reason that's occurring is because as you're brushing your teeth, you're bending forward, your center of your torso has now ended up in front of the hip joint and a load has been created and that load has to be supported by a muscle which in this case turns out to be a lower back muscles it's a greater load than the muscle was designed to absorb and as a result the muscle strains so if you are getting pain at your lower back from bending over and brushing your teeth clearly that's indicative of a muscular cause if you're an individual who sits for a period of time and then tries to stand up and has an inability to stand upright, again, this is another functional limitation that's associated with a muscular cause. In this particular case, the hip flexors that happen to attach to all five lumbar spine have shortened due to the fact that you were sitting for a while and when you try to stand up, they have shortened to a point where they have an inability to fully elongate back to their optimal length and you have difficulty standing upright with pain being elicited at the attachment point of the muscles to the lumbar vertebrae. If you have a problem just sitting for a while because you have back pain, it's the same concept. The pain being elicited is from the shortened hip flexors, these muscles that attach to all five lumbar spine. The confusion arises for the individual because they assume that since the pain is in the lower back region that it means it must be coming from the spine itself, the structural components, which has been created by over four decades of a cultural presentation, both from the medical field, both from the television presentation of situations which has convinced people that things like herniated discs or pinched nerves cause pain, when in fact they don't. In almost all cases, it's muscle. And you need to begin to look at the presentation of your symptoms to help you understand this. So if we're seeing that the pain is associated with a specific functional limitation, that is as clear an indicator that the tissue eliciting the symptom is muscle. So if we can connect the pain at the lower back to us trying to do something and it's the doing this thing that creates the pain that is an indication of a muscular cause. Let's take another situation. Let's say that your pain is running across your back and if we were to press say two or three or four inches away from the spine on the back and we would find a precise point where you can actually feel the pain is being elicited or we even heighten it more by pressing on that area 
This is actually a test which is indicating that the pain is what is known as point tender, and that means that the place that I'm pressing on is the tissue that's eliciting that pain. Now, if I am two or three or four inches off the spine, clearly that cannot be a structural component of the spine. I'm clearly pressing on your lower back muscles. So, if in fact the cause was supposed to be from a structural component of the spine, as these medical practitioners are trying to convince you of, then that would mean for you to create the pain that's running two, three, or four inches away from the spine, you would have to press on some aspect of the spine where this structural variation occurs, and then you would feel the symptom shoot from the spine off to the sides of the back. And I would assume that any of you can try that. You would see that's never going to happen. So the idea of differentiating this symptom as being point tender, meaning that I can press two to three or four inches off the spine, and I can actually elicit the symptom or increase the symptom by pressing into that area, that shows that's point tender, meaning the tissue I'm pressing on is the tissue that's eliciting the symptom. And if we're talking about two to three inches away from the spine off to the side, we're talking about your lower back muscles. So there are many, many indicators that the body presents to help make you understand whether the cause of your pain is structural or muscular. And it is the YAS method, which is the only method that has been designed to actually look at the presentation of what the body is presenting to help to identify what tissue is eliciting your symptom. We can take another type of presentation of the body to help us understand this. Let's say, for instance, along with you having lower back pain, you would have noticed that you had an excessive arching of your lower back. That excessive arching is actually a result of certain muscles in the thighs being imbalanced and in having the front thigh muscle, the quadriceps, being stronger than the back thigh muscle, the hamstring, it has a tendency to pull on the front of the, the pelvis, which will cause an excessive arching of the lower back. This causes the lower back muscles to shorten and lose their ability to support you. And that's what leads to the lower back muscle straining. So if you're having lower back pain and you happen to look at yourself in the mirror from a side profile and you saw that you had an excessively arched lower back, again, this is another presentation of the body's symptoms to help to understand that the cause of your pain is muscular. What you really have to appreciate is that the use of diagnostic tests is invalid simply because it's finding a structural variation that is independent of pain and the basic false premise is that just because I take the MRI when you're in pain, which is the time it always is, that the identification of the structural variation means it's the cause of the pain. It's crazy. It's, in, it's, it's insane because there have been enough studies on people who have no pain and the highest percentage of these people were also found to have structural variations. So clearly that's a fallacy. The other problem with this 
premise of using diagnostic tests is that muscular causes can never show up and there is no medical practitioner, no medical specialty that's in a position to diagnose muscular causes. So if that is in fact, let's say that a muscle and spasm in the low back is the cause and a herniated disc or stenosis is found, no one's going to treat the muscle and spasm. They're going to treat that stenosis or herniated disc. And this could go on for years. And then at the end, when you're questioning why after years of treatment, you're still in pain, the answer is quite clear. Because the wrong tissue was treated because muscular causes could never be diagnosed. This is why you need to find your way to the YAS method. It is a logically based, proven methodology. The method has been used over two decades on thousands of patients. And it has the capacity to identify all potential tissues, including muscle. And in fact, in 95 to 98% of cases of pain, muscle is the cause. So I would strongly suggest, instead of just trying to go and getting another opinion from a medical practitioner, who basically, as a group, simply use diagnostic tests as the primary mechanism, I think it's time for you to get an opinion through the use of the YAS method so that the proper tissue can be identified. And the great part is if it is muscle, then it simply takes targeted strength training over a very short period of time, typically no more than a couple of weeks, to resolve the deficit, the muscular deficit, which then allows for a complete resolution of symptoms and a complete return to function. So if you want more information about the YAS method, I would highly recommend you go to my website at www.mitchellyas.com or you can email me if you have questions at drmitch at mitchellyas.com. That's D-R-M-I-T-C-H at M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-Y-A-S-S.com. Or you can call me on my cell phone at 516-449-1359. Please don't hesitate. If you're hearing this message, if you're hearing this podcast, this is my attempt to reach out to you. I have treated thousands of people who have suffered from pain. I've treated thousands who have been addicted to pain medication. I have treated thousands who were told there was nothing left that could be done for them. And they saw the rest of their life as one that would simply be inclusive of having pain. I've seen people who have been divorced. I've seen people who are suicidal. I've seen people who have lost their jobs as a result of having chronic pain. You must perceive chronic pain as nothing more than misdiagnosed acute pain. And ultimately what that means is that the wrong tissue is being treated. You need to get the YAS method to resolve your symptoms and get back the life you so justly deserve. For now, this is Dr. Mitchell Yas wishing you a pain-free, fully functional life.